Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman, and with me are two of my colleagues, Mark Brown, the columnist, and Tim Novak, our great investigator. Well, it's been a hell of a year. I mean, really, think about it. We broke the blockbuster story of the year in January when we revealed that Danny Solis had been wearing a wire on Ed Burke for two years. That just set the whole mayoral race and the whole year. It set it up for what we don't know where this is all going. What kind of story has that been? It's been a very curious story in that it's taken us into so many different places of government, um, city hall, the county, the state. It's it's reached into uh, so many different offices, so many different politicians, and we don't even know the depth of it yet. Yeah, where is it going, Mark? Are you surprised by what's been unraveling? It's almost been like a ball of yarn that keeps going and going, and we don't know where it's going. It's funny when you think about it. Uh, a lot of the stuff that, that we might have thought at the time that you and, uh, and John Seidel first uh, popped the first of the Danny Solis stories, a lot of that hasn't happened. You know, nothing has happened with Danny Solis, uh, really. Uh, there haven't been any other uh, shoes to drop at City Hall, really, other than the Ed Burke indictment, which we... Which was a blockbuster. Well, but we, are, we had seen it. We'd seen that one coming, um, and but then we've we've branched into new areas. The state legislature with legislature with both Senator Sandoval and Arroyo, uh, State Representative Arroyo, um, and Senator and, Cullerton, uh, Tom Cullerton, Tom Cullerton, and 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 so and John Coley, who played you know who's cooperating too. Right, that happened. Uh, I, you know, I, I, obviously we've sort of been, we've we've been expecting more. I think we were even still expecting more this month, and now what happened? Have, it seems to have slowed down. I mean, we we heard that there was going to be this conveyor belt every Thursday. There's this anticipation, and every Thursday goes by, and there's no indictments. Oh, I don't know. So I sometimes think we talk ourselves into that stuff. We have a that we ch- are chasing our own tails and chasing the other media. Uh, uh, it may also have been some things fell into place for them, and they had to. Uh, they, they didn't need to to go to move in quite the manner that they expected to, because maybe something else came up. I, I mean, they've got so many. They've got so many balls in the air down there at two nineteen South Dearborn uh, that it really it, it's got to be a capacity problem for them to to bring 
to bring things to fruition. And uh, I, again, we thought there'd be more this month. I I guess I'm expecting 2020 is going to be a hell of a year because yeah, because they I, go on vacation too. It, so for, maybe they're going to slow it down, and then January will be a blockbuster again. I, I've, wait a minute, I've, I, I've made the mistake of saying that one year, and I got reamed by a. Uh, uh, a, a federal prosecutor who told me that uh, they don't get to take time off. That what happens is the is the defense attorneys and all of them and then the judges are taking time off, so uh, you can't get stuff done. But they all have to keep working to get to get these cases done. I, you know. Well, I I was told yesterday by a, a federal type person that that the grand juries do get a couple of weeks off around the holidays, and so that this kind of hiatus that we may be seeing um, is not abnormal. Um, the grand jurors are ordinary citizens who have jobs and kids who need presents and whatnot. So, so what has surprised you about this investigation? I mean, think about it. They are surrounding Michael Madigan, Commonwealth Edison. The CEO steps down. She was well-regarded, and suddenly she's in the middle of this lobbying scandal where you have lobbyists who may or may not have been d doing anything or whatever for, for ComEd, uh, all, uh, so many of them with ties to Mike Madigan, people with jobs. Uh, what has happened? Explain what really is going on here with this ComEd, Mike Madigan thing. I'm not really sure any of us really know what's going on with it. I mean, there are a lot of lobbyists that ComEd had hired who have ties to Mike Madigan, but as someone who covered the Illinois legislature for several years, if you want anything done in the Illinois House, you better have a lobbyist that is on friendly terms with Mike Madigan, or you might as well not bother having one. And so, then you have the whole issue of Kevin Quinn, who was forced out by Madigan on his political staff, because of the Me Too scandal, and now suddenly you've got ComEd lobbyists paying, making payments, funneling payments to Kevin Quinn. Well, this this seems to be, the, you know, the question as to whether or not uh, ComEd was serving a role that we once saw served by some of the offshoot units of government in Cook County, where somebody got in a jam or you needed to get somebody some help, you put them on a government payroll out of sight. Now those are, you know, jobs are harder to hide. And th there's this question, and it hasn't been shown, that that uh, the, instead they would put them on the payroll somehow at ComEd, you know, call them a lobbyist. You know, maybe there's other favors that ComEd might have done for politicians. And without but, Shackman, you had the kids of politicians ending up on the ComEd payroll, too. This is true. This is true. And uh, again, whether there's anything illegal about that has not been proven, but it certainly uh, seems to have raised uh, suspicions with the federal government. And uh, there also there does seem to have been a sort of a favored list of lobbyists uh, uh, that were run by a former state legislator named Mike McLean from Quincy, who was close to Speaker Madigan. And you know, that's a, that seems to be an area of investigation as well. 
John Cullerton is getting out as Senate president. Uh, Tim, do you think he is getting out before something happens, or is he getting out to spend more time with his grandchildren, as he'd like us to believe? Well, I never believe anybody wants to retire to spend more time with their children or their grandchildren. Because they'd be doing it if they wanted to. Well, it's just always a convenient excuse, isn't it? Um, I'd like to. You don't have any grandchildren. Uh, (laughs) So... um, why is he getting out, and is that part of the We're not really sure why he's year? leaving, but we just did a story on a on a curious loan uh, that the senator obtained from a uh, curious bank, um, in which the senator deposited some of his campaign funds into the bank, a hundred thousand dollars, and then used that as collateral to take a personal loan. Um, there's a lot of. Um, interest in Senator Cullerton's financial situation and his relationship with this bank, uh, whose uh, board members uh, have ties to many other um, uh, businesses in the city, as well as many other um, um, city hall functions, such as zoning. Uh, the, The city's top zoning lawyer, Jim Banks, is the chairman of this bank, and many of his clients get money from this bank. And uh, the bank has financed the movie studio that uh, Alex Pizios was involved in, wearing the wire on John Coley. It's a snake pit. But but I don't think we should overclaim. We we, we really haven't found any trail that shows that the Senate President Cullerton is even under investigation, although I think everybody's under investigation right now. And, uh, you know, he runs in the same circles. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a lot of, lot it's, of... Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice time to get out if, if, you, yeah. you know, if you're at the right age and you're in the position to... And yet, the position the, to. shockingly, Madigan hasn't and Burke survived. Burke was reelected. Were you surprised by that? <sighs> no, not entirely. Uh People down there seem to be loyal to him, and he he didn't have a a good organized opposition, I don't think. Um, but Lori Lightfoot benefited so hugely by this federal investigation. She's languishing in the single digits in January, and then when Burke was charged with attempted extortion and Tony Preckwinkle was named having gotten $10,000 from uh, the Burks at a fundraiser or raised $10,000 at his house. That was that. The whole election changed. Well, she had positioned herself, I mean, arguably throughout her career to be that person at that time who could take advantage of that because she she had a, a reputation, uh, even though she'd worked at City Hall, uh, to be... A bit of a, you know, as an outsider and that worked as an outsider and could cause some trouble in the system. And, but also and, and, and as an person. insider, too, at right. OPS, you know, at the Department of Procurement. Yeah. But she, so I guess you are positioning yourself to take advantage of an opportunity, and she did that. We thought she was going to be the candidate of police reform and that that would be the dominating issue. And lo and behold, this came up, and she and Burke were enemies for a very long time, and she positioned herself to take advantage. Were you surprised 
by the election? Have you been surprised by how she started seven months in? At the end, I wasn't really surprised by the election. I believed that she was going to win. I didn't think she would win as handily as she did. But um, at that point, it became pretty clear when it boiled down to her and Preckwinkle that it was going to be Lightfoot. Um, But the federal investigation swung that election, didn't it? You know, I I, I wonder if Rahm would have been reelected if he still stayed. I, I think it's possible he could have. Really? Do you think so? Uh, it, well, you never know how things Who's going to get in the race then? If he stayed in the race. Well, Lori Lightfoot was in the race. Right. But would she have been able to, to beat him? I don't know. It's, it's you know, Rahm, is a, Rahm was a very formidable politician, even though that's not really his uh, background. But I, I'm, not, I'm not sure he couldn't have won again. Really? Lori was somebody that, that we saw early on as somebody, someone who could take advantage of this situation and move up. But I had given up honest, on her, honestly. I was, and I was very surprised. I thought she just couldn't move. And then, no, I've never seen anybody move so late as, as she did. And, and, and uh, certainly the, the uh, federal prosecution had a lot to do with that. And a lot had to do with all the, all the promises she made to, to people on the, the progressive side of yeah. things. That, you know, she's having a little trouble keeping. That's uh, right. That's right. You can say almost anything when you don't think you're going to win. <laughs> and then you get in and you look at the finances and you say, oops. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Well, her it's, problem now is managing expectations, right? That's, that's the biggest issue she has to deal with is telling people I can't give you quite everything I told you I would at this time right affordable and, and housing the and first year that's right, right. and it's not so what has surprised you about how she has started and you know begun to try to deliver on all these lofty promises it's a little curious of some of the little petty fights that she seems to have picked with some of the aldermen um, like the Progressive Caucus for not supporting her budget. I mean, I don't think Daly ever, um, Daly seemed to kind of ignore people who were opposed to him. He didn't really exist. Where she. You're talking about Daly or Ron? Both, really. Really both. Um, but she's, she's, she's not willing to let those people go. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the Eddie Johnson story. Uh, who thought. Now, we did think that at some point she was going to want her own superintendent. She kept him through the summer. She didn't want to make a change uh, going into the traditionally violent summer months. So she had him dancing on a string, accountability Monday, calling him in and calling him on the carpet every Monday. And then he's found asleep at the wheel of his police vehicle tells her that uh, he was out to dinner and then admits finally that he had a couple of drinks and lo and behold, it's not a couple of drinks. What has surprised you about the whole Eddie Johnson saga, which we don't know the ending to in terms of the investigation? The big surprise to me was that she stood up there with him for his retirement announcement and they they had this love fest kind of uh, presentation and... I, I I was sort of baffled at the time. I thought, well, this investigation is still hanging out there. 
does she know how it's where it's going or, or or have they just decided as would have historically been the case that oh we're gonna just this is we're just all gonna look the other way and and this is gonna go when this is gonna go away and I, I feel like maybe Eddie read it that way too <laughs> and yeah. uh, she made I, a mistake I, it I, seems I, it seems to me that she did and I, I and I, I'm sort of baffled by that because I I feel like she has I thought she had very good contacts with the people who would have could have warned her off of that <laughs> yeah d- uh, don't go near him let him have his announcement but you know stand back and don't be there and don't praise him right what surprised you about that tim is it the same thing or how do you think i'm surprised is- that he has an ex-wife on the police force a wife on the police force and a girlfriend on the police force <laughs> it's like who is this guy yeah, and he was such a likable guy. I mean, say what you will about Eddie Johnson. He came in in one of the worst morale periods, one of the worst times for the Chicago Police Department. Uh, the Laquan McDonald tape had come out. Uh, people were demanding that Rahm Emanuel resign. Uh, Rahm Emanuel got three names from the police board led by Lori Lightfoot. He rejected them all. He went inside to a guy who hadn't even applied and there's Eddie Johnson elevated out of obscurity and thrown into this situation. The murders spiked. He, he at least held down the fort and, and was one of the, you know, he was likable. He, he brought back some trust, didn't he? I never had any beef with Eddie. I, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I'm not expert on police department affairs, uh, but, and I used I guess that's no pun intended, uh, but I, I I didn't think uh, I, I was satisfied with Eddie's leadership, and and uh, you know I always figured it would just be a matter of time, but and then and then you you would need to make a move, but uh, were you surprised that she just fired him on the spot? Was it an embarrassment from having gone to the retirement party, praised the hilt out of him, and then? been embarrassed by what she apparently has learned from joe ferguson um i don't know i don't i don't know why she could have let him just retire he was he's would have been gone in another couple of weeks now anyway and then the report could have embarrassed him later right Right. so why did she do it what do you think maybe she was um uh feeling uh that she had been played by him that he allowed her to get up there and and basically, ma- in the end, make a fool of herself because he was hiding things from her. Yeah. And I don't think she liked that. No, and she doesn't like being lied to, that's for darn no. sure. No, she does not. And so how does this end? I mean, what are we going to learn when that report comes out? What, what don't we know? I asked her when she fired him, I said, what is it, exactly is it that you learned and know now that you didn't know when you told me he was drinking that night? I, I, I don't know what there else there's going to be. I, I have no idea. Uh, it seems like what, what they, what's they put out there is enough. <laughs> and is she really just laying the groundwork for an outsider as superintendent? Is that what this is about? That the place is so thoroughly corrupt with covering up for the superintendent that we need to just clean house and bring in someone from outside. She's already done that with Charlie Beck. Those are questions we rely on you for, Fran. <laughs> right, but I'm just curious what you guys think. I, I, I don't can, necessarily read it that way. Can anybody lead the police department? 
can anybody inside outside it's a tough job no the, doubt the, it's also a great opportunity though it is but the rank and file are going to automatically uh despise the superintendent he's either going to be an outsider who doesn't understand our system so we don't have to listen to him and you know when mccarthy came here the the, the their slogan was this ain't new york right <laughs> and so so he started off with that Jody Wee's the same. Same. He wasn't even a cop. Remember no. when he wanted to wear Jay a uniform? Fed, Jay Fled, they called him. And, you know, then Eddie w was perceived by the department as a, by a lot of the rank and file as a guy who wasn't really up for the job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's what a, tough a job. job. Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk about uh, J.B. Prisker's unbelievable spring session. Have you ever seen anything like that? He got everything he wanted, Mark, right? I believe so. Have we seen Let's something it like off. that? It seems like uh, seems like it. it uh, Thompson probably pulled it off oh, uh, yeah. once or twice, and maybe even George, George Ryan. Yeah. Because uh, George could make a deal. George loved to make a deal. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, back All right, so the, well, let's talk, take off the things he got. All right, well, he got uh, uh, legalized cannabis. Which uh, you know is recreational. Uh, uh, you mean? Yes. Yeah. And and that can be both a a revenue generator, but it, it also uh, has uh, important uh, consequences on the criminal justice side for people who who have been hurt by that uh, system. But that's uh, also going to open up a whole new avenue of corruption. Well, we're, doesn't we're, everything? We're, <laughs> I, I, I believe that also. I believe that also, and uh, uh, it's funny. We well, we, we, we haven't we haven't uncovered that corruption quite yet. So we'll leave that. I, I'll leave that for. All right, when that's it one happened. thing he got. He he, he got. Uh, we got the legalize a huge gambling expansion, uh, which will give eventually at some point maybe finally give uh, Chicago its casino and. I guess that we uh, well, it's it's expanding in numerous other aspects, uh, including we, we might even get a a, a new horse track. Uh, what else did we get out? Oh, of you that? got the Capitol Bill, Capitol which Capitol is funded Bill. by casinos in part, right? And all the taxes that were also raised for the Capitol Bill, a bunch of taxes, member. Mm -hmm. I don't yes. remember which they were at this, at this moment. A lot of fees, a lot of license plate fees and different taxes that were raised to pay for part well, of gas, it. A gas tax increase. Right. That's the biggest of the big Right. Because that's the one that's got, you know, the potential. To and then it. he got his graduated income tax. Put well, that on the ballot. Big priority of his, the biggest. Uh, I, he... There was a lot of pent-up desire to do things because uh, of the rounder the years. Four years of rounder of you know of it was like the dam broke. Right, and uh, well, it's even more than that because I think things weren't really happening under Bogoyevich because of the federal investigation. Things were kind of tamped down, and then Quinn, and then rounder. So you had a lot, a lot of years where where things just built up and the dam broke. Right. What kind of governor has Pritzker shown himself to be so far? Accommodating. <laughs> yeah, you're not you know, surprised by that. Uh, no, I. You know, he's. Uh, 
he's got a very interesting way of going about things. He, he's he uh, he tries to negotiate everything so that everybody feels like they came away with something. He's like a rich uncle. He never says anything. It seems you know when he talks, it's like he's he flaps his lips and doesn't really get to the point or, or make news or anything. I'm, I'm used to Lori Lightfoot, where she just speaks her mind. And no, and he's very careful. He's and very I, I, careful. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he's, he, uh, he's, well, but he does speak his mind on, well, on things where, you that know. That are safe. That are safe, or, or at least that he's committed to. You know, he's, you know, the, some of the, uh, on the Me Too stuff, on the, on the, uh, abortion stuff you know he's even, he's way out there on the ex, you know pretty well on the liberal extremes on these things but even on the corruption thing when he was calling for um the resignations of sandoval and arroyo Royal, and he was yeah. pushing that which that's kind of an interesting position for the governor to take because but he, nothing for madigan no no pushing on that no. well, he's afraid been, of him still nothing really put i don't you know i don't want to be in this position of this Fending the speaker, but he, there's just really nothing out there that's that that's really shown. Okay, he did this. Yeah, not yet. Not right. yet. Not yet. We'll uh, see. You know, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, now, but we were in this position a year ago too, looking at things with him. Now Jesse Smollett is still going on. Now you have Dan Webb looking at it. You've got Kim Fox facing a bunch of challengers. What's going to come of that? Are they going to go back after him? What do you think? I, I guess I'm guessing not. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't. I have no idea where Webb's going to go with it. I guess I'm more interested in how, what are the, how are the voters going to treat Kim Fox? And what do you think, Tim? I'm not really um, convinced. There's anybody in the race that's going to knock her out. I mean, there's a lot of candidates running, but some of them have run and uh, been afterthoughts in other elections. Um, so I'm not sure she's got a strong enough challenger to take her out. Well, you got this Conway who has money. His father has money. And he has a lot of the support of Anita Alvarez, who Fox took out. So, But the Democratic establishment, including Lori Lightfoot and Prickwinkle and the governor and all these others, have rallied behind Kim Fox. The FOP doesn't like her, but you think she survives? I think she could. So what's your favorite story of the year, Mark? Fran. <laughs> that you can get a four-fingered drink at, at a bar at the Board of Trade. Who knew this? <laughs> You're talking about Sears Cafe, where Eddie Johnson was seen drinking for three hours with and they're a woman not, who was not his wife and they're, on his DJ. And they're relatively cheap. I was told you can get a a, a glass full of booze for $12. Have they boosted business? Do you think I this whole know. scandal has boosted business at Sears Cafe? I don't know. I never heard of the place before. Mark, what's your favorite story? I, well, I, I loved the Danny Solis story because it, it was very good for our newspaper, and, and we we had a lot of fun torturing the rest of the news media because we were the only ones that had the document and we got a lot of good stories out of it and plus just and it's still the, happening just the bones of that story from 
from Danny going for his massages to, uh, you know, all to the, the old men reacting so outraged yes. that someone in their ranks would dare to turn on the body. Uh, you know, and it and it well, it just sent it just sent the uh, everybody into a tizzy all right from the start of the year. Everybody thought everybody, well, he's wearing a wire. I hear he's wearing a wire. And those rumors and, and, persist. Yeah, and, and maybe they were. <laughs> I think there's a ton of more wires out there. Well, maybe not I, all I of them in the so. city it's council. So much fun. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, we're we're still waiting. We're still waiting, and, and we, we don't want to forget. You know, one of the one of the great stories. Is uh, Tim's bank the the Bridgeport's uh, Washington Federal, Federal right? Uh, which uh, is a story that you know has a lot of different permutations, and we think uh, Tim has reported that there's going to be some more indictments coming out of that, and uh, uh, it, that's a crazy story because it starts with the president of the bank allegedly committing suicide At in, the, in the suburban home of one of his customers who had a lot of bad loans at the bank. So wow. it's, it's only it, in Chicago. It is a crazy story. So Well, it, all I know is Chicago is the best news town in the entire world and nobody does it better than you guys and I know we're we're all going to be on the case and busy as heck in 2020. Thank you both for joining us and happy holidays. Happy, happy New holidays. Year. Thanks, friend. See you next week.